we're launching a new brand for all of our gaming content. Follow Geek Therapy Gaming on Twitter and Facebook or sign up for our Geek Therapy Gaming mailing list to get the latest updates on our gaming podcasts like Headshots, Rolling for Change, and more shows coming soon, as well as our live streams and fundraisers. You can learn more about GT Gaming at geektherapygaming.com. Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. We are the Geek Therapy Community Podcast. My name is Oscar Cardona, and I'm joined by Lauren Keller. Hello. Laura Taylor. Hey. And Brandon Saxton. Hello. We're going to be talking about how the MCU matters, question mark. Uh, but first, let's talk about what's new on the network. Whew, lots of stuff this week. Okay, so the Queer Comics Podcast has a short mini episode on the Queers and Comics Conference and how you can help people get to that conference. Is, is is that correct, Lar? Yeah, and that is actually this weekend. So people will oh, hear this yeah. as the conference is over. <laughs> wah, wah. But it's there. But it's there. It's a it's a good conference. Good to get information about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the GT Roundtable is back. We did GT Roundtables last year, which was like a way to bring people from the network and community together. And I didn't like the format that we were using Google Hangouts. It sounded like garbage. So now we started over. Uh, episode one available as a as a nicely recorded podcast. That one is with Janina Scarlett and Dustin McGinnis from Superhero Therapy. We talk about how we met, how they became part of the community, and they talk about like how they make their show and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. And that show is early and ad free for Patreon supporters. So Patreon supporters also got the second episode this week. Uh, speaking of superhero therapy, they did an episode on Catwoman's origins. There was another episode of GT Radio since last Saturday on the trademark situation. So that's me talking about the trademark situation, everything going on, answering questions. So you can listen to that episode 195. And also, Headshots is back. Woo woo! Woo! We did an episode on Wonder Song. Such a good game. Remember when we recorded that? Learn. It's been a while. A hundred years. (laughs) (laughs) In the long ago. So that kicks off season two of Headshots. You have no idea how happy I am that this is finally happening. (laughs) So many things have been delayed because of the trademark stuff. And now that I can talk about it, it's like, ah, and then things are finally catching up. Like technically we launched two new shows this week or, you know, relaunched new seasons. Ah, so good. And there's more coming. Mm Mm-hmm. And as always, got to say a big thank you to our Patreon producers, Ben, Booney, John, Kat, Mark, Reese, Jamila, and Lydia. So does the MCU matter? Question mark. And the reason why I'm asking this is because I think that it's huge. I think that it's really important. Uh, this, uh, the episode was sparked by uh, Laser on the, on the Discord, and she was talking about how the kids that she worked with, now, like, they were all talking about Endgame. And... I've always told people, like, if you have the biggest movie in the country for that for that time period, like a lot of people are talking about that. But Endgame goes beyond just the biggest movie in the country, right? It is the second highest grossing movie of all time. It's only second to Avatar, and Avatar was ten years ago. Has it really been ten years? Mm-hmm. Ew. <laughs> mm-hmm. Way to feel old now, Lauren. Gross. Yeah. I hate it. <laughs> Welcome to the club. <laughs> and to hit second place, Endgame had to dethrone Titanic. So mm-hmm. that one's, I don't know how many years ago Titanic was. That's like 20? No. Yes, it's it, like about 25 years. Yeah. 
man, so so it's been a long time since we have something that was just so huge around the world. And domestic is different. Like uh, technically, The Force Awakens has made more money domestically, so in the U.S. than Endgame has so far. International audiences like that make that makes a bit difference, but still, it's huge. Endgame is gigantic. It's incredible. It's a three-hour movie. You know that, it's, and it's making so much money. Uh, so I think it matters. I think Laser's example is is something that probably a lot of people see. Oh, I was I was at a funeral two weeks ago. Okay, we had mass and all that, and then we go to the actual burial. And before the casket was was taken to the actual plot, family and friends were there to to say like final words. There's one guy who came up, and he starts off by saying, you know. All week I've been thinking about that scene in Infinity War where Doctor Strange looks into the future 14 million times. And that's what I've been doing. I was looking into the future, looking at all the different possibilities and trying to find one where I didn't cry when I came up here. Mm. And I was like, and like, it was super touching. But then I'm like hitting my girlfriend, like he made an Infinity War reference. See, Marvel matters. <laughs> and it was an inappropriate moment to, to say that. But I think it was a big deal. Like, I think it was, it was, uh, a huge deal, and I don't know how many people there saw Infinity War, but it obviously meant a lot to him, and it was one of those moments where he was using pop culture, using a movie scene to express how he felt better than his own words could have possibly expressed it. And the MCU has given us 11 years now and 22 movies to do that, and that's not even counting the the TV shows. So... I think it matters. I'm curious what you all think. I certainly think so. It reminds me a little bit of the recent conversation we had just about the importance and some, in some ways the utility of being aware of these pretty major events. And I think certainly, I mean, at that point where it's breaking like most pre-sold movie tickets of all time of any movie in existence after adjusting for inflation, like that's that's a cultural kind of thing at that point. So I think it definitely matters. And I think you're probably going to see a lot of integration into everyday life with things like that, what you described at that funeral. It's just a huge deal. I think even if you're not a Marvel fan or not a superhero fan, I feel like almost everyone, it would be hard to find someone who wasn't at least familiar or didn't know about the movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's like now we have something in common. Oh, totally. Right after the movie, even now, it's been weeks, but I would go out wearing my Guardians of the Galaxy hat Mm. and people would be like, did you see the movie? Was it good? (laughs) I was at at the vet with my cat and the veterinarian saw my hat and was like, did you see the new movie? I said, yeah. And he was like, so I haven't really, I'm not really that big of a Marvel fan, but I think I'm going to see it because everybody's saying it's really good. (laughs) And I was like, well, you might be lost on some stuff, but mm-hmm. it's a good, it's a really good movie. Um, and then the next day I was at the vet again with another cat <laughs> and uh, I go to get a, a soda because I hadn't had any caffeine across the street at a Dollar Tree. And the the woman in the checkout line was just like, she's, I was wearing the same hat and she said, oh, have you seen that new movie? And I said, yeah. She was like, oh, how good was it? I said, it was good. And this little old lady behind me was like, oh, it was good. Should I go see it tomorrow? And I was like, yes, you should go see it tomorrow. I was like, why are all these people? I mean, I guess it's because I had my my nerd badge on my hat. But like <laughs> uh, everybody wanted to talk about it. Um, and it was kind of cool. People I did not expect to 
want to ask me about this movie were were asking me about the movie. And my clinical supervisor even he said we were at, in a office meeting and he said we were all checking in. He went to go see the movie and he's like I had I didn't really see any of the other movies and I said Bob that is not the way to do this. <laughs> and he said he said you know you might be right I didn't get a lot of the in-jokes, but I did get the emotional impact of what happened. And even on the internet, I'm seeing a lot of memes, and it's getting people to talk about depression as far as, like, Thor and mm-hmm. um, and Black uh, Widow. Black Widow. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing to see people just talking about how they feel about the losses they felt from the movie and what they got from the movie as far as depictions of, like, it's okay to gain weight if you're depressed and and realize that you're you don't have to be perfect um and you're still worthy that those messages are so cool yeah brendan like you said we, we we've talked about this before i mean technically we've been talking about this for years right <laughs> this idea right. of uh of just this cultural competence right of, mm-hmm. of having these things in common and how we can use them to connect so, so Lauren, I asked you uh, a couple of weeks ago, like, when there's a big something that's like a big deal. Do you do you cover that in school because you're you know you're studying media psychology? So mm-hmm. I want to ask that again. When it's like the the second highest grossing movie of all time. Like I'm part of a media psychology group on Facebook, and yeah, people are talking about it. Um, so I'm not in classes anymore, so I don't really have a, a way to regularly interact with my peers. So uh, I don't know that we're we're all talking about. Endgame, but as I've said before, anything that has like this, you know, big cultural impact where, you know, lots of people are seeing it and even more people are talking about it, even if they don't see it, like that stuff does matter. And I think, I think it matters on two levels. There's the right now level of being in the present and this being a big cultural thing that's happening and so participation in it is participation in your culture it's it's um being connected to your community and um uh as far as the other the other side of that if it has like long-term cultural impact or social impact that's a little bit harder to tell because it's uh, you know it's it's came out so recently um but when you know you brought up avatar is like avatar made a lot of money and it was a big deal when it came out i mean i remember everybody talking about like oh did you see avatar did you see it in 3d (laughs) and everything but after you know after a little while uh people stopped talking about it it wasn't it wasn't as you know as culturally important uh on like an emotional level or a a storytelling level maybe partly because so much of avatar's story was sort of swiped from other things that people were familiar with but uh i'm i am very interested to see in you know another 10 15 years if um the marvel movies have the same sort of cultural impact that they have right now in conversation in the discourse of um, storytelling and relating to characters in media that you care about, that you've been invested in for, you know, many movies, many years, uh, maybe even across media if you, you know, if you started out reading the comic books or whatever. But yeah, I mean, I definitely, I'm I'm always going to come down on the side of media matters. Um, (laughs) But uh, I, I am interested to see how how long this stays sort of um, culturally important as a as a conversation topic. 
Yeah, that's why I added the question mark at the beginning because obviously it's it's catching up to Avatar, and it it may not actually beat Avatar. The first, like, it, I think it hit the the milestone in eleven days, so that there's no way it can't beat Avatar. But it's slowed down, so maybe maybe it won't. But yeah, who's talking about Avatar? Like people talked about it because it was three D. Mm-hmm. That's all I remember. Mm-hmm. Me too. And I remember the graphics. And every now and then, I hear somebody making. To be honest, I hear just as many Avatar Navi references as Smurf references when someone <laughs> is blue. Like that's mm-hmm. that's pretty much <laughs> yep. the 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 extent of it. Like most people probably don't even remember what the stories are. And I think that it is to Marvel's credit, right? It's incredible that a game, a movie like Endgame, makes so many of the other movies relevant again. And people can revisit them, and it connects that stuff. And so we're going to get Avatar two, three, four, and five in the next six years. Yikes. It's going to be it's going to be really interesting to see how that all plays out and 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 what difference it makes. But I'm excited about Avatar in the sense that it is a James Cameron movie, and mm-hmm. I'm excited that he's that we're going to have five of them. Like I want James Cameron to go crazy and and make something mind blowing. I never expected Avatar sequels or an avatar world in a disney Disney park Mm -hmm. yeah ever yeah but there's no like there's no video game well i I think i I believe there have been avatar Mm -hmm. video games i'm Mm -hmm. sorry but no good ones uh (laughs) there's no cartoon there's no like there's no cross media i don't know like avatar came and went and yet it still holds this unbelievable record and again so yeah so so we'll see I, i guess you all agree that there's no Avatar didn't, in hindsight, doesn't seem to have had a, a long-lasting cultural impact. I don't even remember people talking about it after, hmm. like, the first week when it came out. <laughs> My group of friends were like, yeah, did you see it? It was really cool in 3D. Did you see the floaty things and all the cool stuff? And then it was done in a week. So, <laughs> I, I think that you kind of hinted at, I think, one of the main differences between um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe and Avatar in that the Marvel Universe has been building up for like 10 years and it's kind of come to this very kind of massive conclusion. I think that just in and of itself has given so many more people an opportunity to kind of get on board this ride and mm-hmm. participate in this event as it's unfolded across time and all these intersecting movies and TV shows um, in a way that I don't think Avatar was able to. And my memory of Avatar is slightly foggy, but my recollection is, at, and I might be wrong, but I think it was in theaters for like four months or something, like December <laughs> through March or something outrageous like that. And well, I it think was like just, Titanic. Titanic was in oh, theaters yeah. for years, I think. <laughs> yeah. I saw Titanic five times in theaters. <laughs> yeah. Four yeah. times. Four times. <laughs> and I cried because I couldn't go the fifth time. <laughs> So I think just by nature of like having to purchase a 3D ticket and it just was there forever, uh, I think that, I don't know. I don't know that like how people calculate movie stuff, but I feel like there might be some artificial inflation uh, involved there, um, which is maybe evident by like with Navi. I would not have remembered that term had you not just said it (laughs) a a little bit ago. Um, So I I remember the general story. So I don't know, not to, I'm not trying to go on like an avatar rant here, but I I wasn't an avatar super fan. What we don't, you don't want to talk about unobtainium versus vibranium. No, no, I'm sorry. I don't. That is its biggest accomplishment that it made that much money with the word unobtainium pronounced multiple times during the movie. That's the real unobtainium. (laughs) I mean, it did push the 3d. Oh, for sure. 
format and it was really cool to see in 3d yeah, yeah it's it's a beautiful movie mm-hmm. i mean i think that that's aspect still still holds up but i i think a big part of it is the story isn't as engaging as a lot of the the marvel movie stories are where i mean maybe that just says something about our culture particularly americans but we're all like colonization isn't that exciting of a story you know what's really cool is saving the planet from a big purple guy that's what i like i do like purple guys (laughs) <laughs> Who doesn't like saving the planet against purple guys? A big yeah. purple dude with big hands versus a big green dude. Also, big hands. <laughs> <laughs> we can tell you've watched the movie. <laughs> I watched Endgame last night. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm prepared to talk about the movie, even though I have... I, I went and I actually sat down and tried to remember all of the Marvel movies that I had watched. And and I think I've seen seven or eight of them, but none of them were Avengers movies. <laughs> it doesn't but it doesn't have to be Avengers yeah, movies. It calls yeah. back to every single It referenced everything. Absolutely. Yeah, and more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you got some of the jokes. <laughs> These movies reward uh, was it? Uh, how was it that I heard it? Like they reward your investment into the series. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, the investment is, I mean, there's so much investment in the characters for sure. I think um, that too. Like it, it, it's a little like Game of Thrones, right? Where it's like, man, we've been watching these characters grow and change, and and we're so attached to them, and we kind of know there's an ending coming. We don't know what's going to happen, but we know it might be kind of scary, and and people might die. So there's a lot of emotional involvement that I, I just no offense. Avatar, but I didn't feel it for the Navi. I wasn't there for it. <laughs> but maybe I, we will in the next five movies. It's you know? two, three, four, and five. I, am I wrong, or has this Avatar two been slated to be released like every year since 2014 or something Listen, outrageous like that? It's the same thing <laughs> as the Alita Battle Angel, which is another James Cameron movie. So that's true. It's like 10, 15 years we've been waiting for, <laughs> for some of his movies. He's just taking his time. Yeah, it's taken a very, very long time. Well, and now it's a Disney property, so... So now it's going to get right. made. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's actually filming all of them together. Yeah, I heard that. That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. That's more <laughs> yeah. intense than Lord of the Rings it's outrageous. or The Hobbit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. They're, they're big movies, for sure. I don't want to take that away. They're, I yeah. mean, just in scale. I, I bet it's a project to make one, for sure. Not yeah. much less a series. Yeah. And I, I think the, all of those things make it fun, and make it a spectacle, make it exciting. Mm-hmm. And honestly, for me, that was the reason why I like Titanic. I also saw it three, four times in theaters. And it was just, it was like, I'd never seen anything like that mm-hmm. before. Like, like when, when that ship breaks in half and all that stuff, you're like, what? I but- remember remixes of that Celine Dion song on the radio <laughs> with like clips from the movie wow. inserted into it. And there were like five different ways. Me and my friends were singing it all the time. <laughs> the whole world We could not shut up about it. Yeah. But but like that movie doesn't have a lot of characters. Right? Like how many people are relating to Jack? You know, I don't, I don't know. But like the Marvel movies have so many different characters that you can relate to. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think it's a big deal. And and also the fact that it's made more money overseas, right, than it has locally, which means like this could technically bring together people from different countries who speak different languages. I mean, American movies have that effect in general, but this one is like huge, like gigantic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is. I don't know. And th- that's really exciting to me. That I could that that Lara could go with those same T-shirts to China 
or Germany, and people will be like, oh, Endgame, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> right? They'll be all excited. They'll be like, Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel. Or like, yeah. Yeah. Captain America's ass, yeah. <laughs> and everybody's all excited. Mm-hmm. Everyone's excited about that T-shirt I just got. It sounds like a good T-shirt. America's ass. <laughs> it's great. And so, Brandon, you mentioned Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And... That's one that people are unifying around as well, but for a different reason lately. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I, it's it's funny. I I think it's divisive. I, I think it's think, divisive. I don't yeah. think it's unifying people. Uh, in right, full disclosure, I'm not totally checked into Game of Thrones right now, so I say that with the briefest of Twitter reviews. Oh yeah, so you're <laughs> you're definitely seeing all of the negative. You're seeing mm, the loudest totally. parts. Totally. Mm. Yeah. There there are some of us who are like, yeah, we loved it, but we can't say it out loud. <laughs> um, right. Or but, we just don't care enough to say it out loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, like we talk about it in the Discord, but I don't, I don't really post on Twitter or Facebook anymore, uh, stuff like that. But, but yeah, it's been so divisive. And I was going to talk about it later on on Media Matters, but I think it's incredible how often we're seeing right people talk about this, and and then the comparisons, and then late night TV is talking about it, right? And like, I think it's, it's just. It's incredible to see, and it's incredible to see. This is actually very different from Endgame because Endgame, it's like very high ratings. You know, probably the minority of people who have watched it are complaining about it, as far as I can tell. But the Game of Thrones is like dividing people. Like I'm sure people have broken up over this. <laughs> 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 Families have been torn apart. It's always incredible to watch, and that's like internet culture. I don't know how how realistic that is. I think that ultimately, since these are mostly negative reactions, they're not as unifying as something that's as positive or as positively received as Avengers and the, and the different Marvel movies. So, but it's, it's still incredible, you know, that we can, we can have conversations with people that maybe we, we, we don't know and, and like heated conversations because of, because of how divisive it is. I'm not going to ask everybody uh, what what your take is. We don't need to. We don't need to do that here. <laughs> well, I think with I think with Endgame, the fact that so many people have seen it, it's made that much money. You know, there's a pretty good chance that whoever you talk to has seen it. Mm-hmm. So, making a reference to something or explaining how you feel about something by saying it's like Black Widow when she doesn't have the energy to change her hair uh, and fix her yeah. hair and just lets it go. Like somebody will see that and understand what you're talking about. It's an easy like shorthand for people to be able to communicate what, is, what they're feeling or something they're experiencing. Oh, you just, you just made me think of something, which is that I think that a three hour film in a movie theater is still pretty inaccessible as far as, something like it's hard to make the time and you may not have the money and like i don't think it's super accessible so i wonder how many people have actually watched i mean in our circles probably people who you know who who like the same things i we do yes but like i wonder how many people have actually watched it but because it is 2019 and the internet is what it is there are a lot of people like lauren before you saw the movie i'm sure you saw a bunch of memes and stuff online Oh, yeah. I mean, I that's sort of the thing that I like about it is that I don't personally 
necessarily need to consume all of the media, but I can still enjoy it through other people's enjoyment and memory and, you know, explaining what happens and stuff like that. Um, I think it's kind of cool. I like memory. Memory. <laughs> yeah. The good memes. <laughs> I think it's kind of funny that you say that, Jose. I was I had plans to see Endgame with um, a specific friend, and then I saw a spoiler for it online, and then just bought a ticket to see it that night. And my friend was so disappointed <laughs> in me, like, "What? We had plans to see it," and I was like, "It was way too risky for me to wait another minute longer. I actually had to see it because there was already one spoiler, and that was too many." So it is sort of funny because I was, I was, you know, I wasn't on a, an internet blackout by any means, but I was being pretty intentional to try to avoid any end game content. And even then I still got a, a rather significant part of the story spoiled. And I was like, okay, I guess so. Oh, first, I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Second, we, we once did an episode on, on this research that said that having a spoiler can actually increase the enjoyment of the movie. We don't have to rehash that here. I think I think there's some I think it's possible. But I think you should revisit what you said a few weeks ago and instead of just jumping into season uh, 8 of Game of Thrones, you should just jump into the last two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You should just do that. Yeah, yeah. So that way you're in the know. A live review or something like that. I could record it and be like kind of like a live commentary. I would love it. I would love Especially it. that last episode that we yeah, yeah. that we just saw. Yep, yep. You know, oh just like, like last episode and, and the <laughs> next one. Oh, man. Uh. <laughs> well, again, I think these these things matter. I think they are they are so important and they allow us to connect like so many things. Religion is a great comparison. Like it is it is easy if you are familiar with the Bible and those stories to go to different places and be able to go to different houses of worship and connect with other people over these same stories. And these things act in exactly the same way there. And, and I think we didn't talk about it as much, but laser's example on, on a discord, it's like all these kids now they're connecting and they're talking about this thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it is like, I think that when we're younger, I think it's even more important. I think so. I, I, I think that that stuff, and I don't know, this this is a thought that maybe requires a little more processing and organization before I just spit it out. But I think that that um, genre of interest has gotten so much more mainstream because of movies like that, that as a kid coming from a pretty small Midwestern town who is interested in things like that, I think it would have been kind of cool or refreshing looking back if there would have been something like the MCU, which would have been kind of unifying and brought so many people together who were able to be open and express interests in kind of that comic book and kind of more traditional, quote-unquote, nerdy um, interests. Or just something that everybody saw, right? Like, we all have this one thing in common, Mm -hmm. which which is like Fortnite right now, right? It's one of those (laughs) things where it's such a phenomenon because it's a free game. That one is... There's no little old lady in line behind me at the Dollar Tree talking about (laughs) Fortnite. I bet you there is. I bet you there are a lot of them. (laughs) Maybe. Because because that little old lady may have it on her phone and she's playing on the bus. Like, Mm -hmm. Fortnite is so accessible, right? It's available literally on every device. It's free. I mean, that's why there's such a huge uh, part of that. I recently saw an article that said that the way it was framed was like kids are being bullied into buying skins in Fortnite. Hmm. But it's that's just a different version of 
me feeling that I needed to get some Jordans to get respect from the other kids in class, buying right? Pokemon cards. So buying like... Pokemon cards, right? Exactly. Exactly. So, like, we're all hanging out on Fortnite. We're all there. This kid comes in, and he's wearing the default skins, and people start making fun of him. And that's that's horrible, but it's not different from, from the things that you experience around that age. It's just that Fortnite is so gigantic that it's kind of – it's become its own – social space Mm -hmm. it's incredible it's kind of interesting it's got me thinking and lauren maybe this is a good question for you with your specific background and interests but when does something or a piece of media like when does it become a kind of a cultural thing or when does it i don't know where do you draw that line what's the threshold where something is so big that it starts to have its own (laughs) psychology or or societal level influence i don't Um, know I don't know that there's a like fixed guidelines for that kind of stuff and, and obviously to make any like big statements about it you really need to be not currently in it. You know what I mean? Like it's easy to mm-hmm. say right now that Endgame is like the hottest shit ever, but it's hard for me to say, mm-hmm. you know, 15 years from now it'll still be hot shit because we're here mm-hmm. now currently. Um, but you know, it, there's definitely a threshold at which a certain group of people, a population that you know, a piece of media becomes really, really important to the point where it spreads way outside of that that medium's you know walls. Uh, an example would be mm-hmm. Harry Potter. I mean, I grew up. I started reading mm-hmm. Harry Potter in. I must have been in fifth grade. So I think there were already three books out at that point. So I definitely grew up with Harry Potter. Uh, All of middle school and all of high school was peppered with the books and the movies coming out and playing the video games and uh, buying sticker books with my friends and listening to the original soundtrack on my Walkman and (laughs) all of that stuff. And, And I think about, you know, now, 2019, you know, more than 10 years since the book's finished, there are people who still make references to Harry Potter where they're all like, oh, yeah, you know, this thing that's going on in politics is just like Dolores Umbridge. We're still asking each other what houses we're from. Exactly. Stuff like that. What what are basing our personalities on these houses and yes. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, it's like, is is the Harry Potter houses or the Meyer, Myers-Briggs personality test more popular at this point, <laughs> which has a bigger impact on, like, culture uh, mm-hmm. and our society is, like, it's pretty it's easy definitely. to be all like, well, Harry Potter. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. uh, so I definitely <laughs> feel like, you know, MCU and the, the Avengers movies... Um, you know, I, I don't know if I'm quite in the place where I want to be all like, yeah, this is this is equivalent to to the Harry Potter mega giant. Um, mm-hmm. But I definitely feel there's a lot of overlap in that Venn diagram. And it, it does impact people the same way where they, you know, people see themselves in the in the media. They see their stories, um, their struggles, and they relate to it. And even if it's fantastical and magic and full of superheroes or mutants or whatever, is like you still see yourself in there. And, and that is very connecting and, and helps people grow and be self-reflective and connect to other people and maybe be a little bit kinder and more thoughtful about what's going on with other people. It's, uh, it's dope as hell. 
<laughs> or, or I have to tell a story of where this can go wrong. I dated someone early in graduate school who very genuinely and nearly broke up with me because I was sorted into Slytherin on the Pottermore. So there's some <laughs> downsides to that as well. Just had to point that out. You, you, may, Laura, you made a joke earlier about people breaking up over it. I definitely had a, not a not a close friend, but like a friend of a friend acquaintance that I was like, this is a cool person. We're watching the first season of Game of Thrones together. And uh, they said something mean about Sansa. And I was like, oh, no, we're not friends. You are just an acquaintance to me. How dare you? How dare you talk shit about my girl Sansa? At a at a county meeting, so for my job, we all go and get trainings every month at the county. Our trainer asked me what house I repped for for Game of Thrones during our our the first training since the since the season started, and I was like, "How Stark, of course." And she's like, "Okay, okay, we can be cool." And I was like, <laughs> she didn't ask anyone else what house they were from, but. <laughs> It's interesting that that's spilling over even into like areas of my professional life that I wouldn't feel like it would normally spill into. And I think it's really cool. I believe it's illegal to ask in a job interview what your <laughs> houses are and what your banner, banner allegiances are. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I've heard that it's really good when people ask you what three traits would your friends say you have or whatever. Use your Harry Potter house uh, traits. <laughs> oh man, but, but that question of whether Harry Potter or the MCU has more like cultural significance—that's that's a poof. That's a forum post. Well, exactly. that's a, that's mm-hmm. a whole that's a whole thing because if you're talking Harry Potter, you're talking books, you're talking movies. If you're talking MCU, that means you're talking comics. You're talking eighty years of comics. M- yeah, m- yeah. Movies. Mm-hmm. You're talking animation. You're talking. There's a lot. Because yeah, that's no, stuff no. that even our parents were into. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I do, I do want to, I mean, just put this out here. We're 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 comparing them at, as a conversation point, but I don't know that it's necessarily beneficial to compare things like right. that. Um, they're all important. They're all important, mm-hmm. and it's very contextual. Um, Harry Potter is more important to me than the MCU, uh, mm-hmm. but that's not true for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm sure that there are people who hate both of them and trying to connect with them through those means is a bad idea. Don't do that. <laughs> so like, it's very contextual. I, I, I didn't want to, um, move into the space where we're like, you know, this thing is culturally important and good. And the other thing is just avatar. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. Ooh, that was we don't feel here. sorry for anyone who we are yucking their avatar yum. Oh, that's right. Don't yuck my avatar yum. That's true. Don't yuck my Navi yum. I love no. big blue kitties. I love them. <laughs> there is room for all of the cultural importance. Absolutely. It's things, things are different. They are not better than each other. Mm-hmm. They're Absolutely. Just and, different. and us saying that something is, you know, quote unquote, culturally important like no one said is it like that (laughs) we four people individuals are saying it so if it's not important to you that doesn't mean that you're disconnected from culture and if something else is important to you that doesn't mean it's less culturally important just you know remember we're talking about this we're real people we have our own opinions perspectives here Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Lauren is on point today i'm trying i'm trying 
I'm 100% stand behind everything she said. Just no no it. death glares at her from behind the, <laughs> the microphone? <laughs> Not this week. Yay! Woo. And I'm sorry. And I'm sorry for apparently being pretentious. Uh, None of us say culturally important. No, no, no. I just... <laughs> <laughs> culturally... <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way I'm going to say it from now on. Where did this ascot come from? Loosen the tie a little bit, Hustler. <laughs> Suddenly wearing a smoking jacket? How did So luxurious. I have a snifter of brandy? What, what happened the? here? <laughs> All right. No, this conversation was great. Uh, all right. So let's take a break and come back with Media Matters. We're launching a new brand for all of our gaming content. Follow Geek Therapy Gaming on Twitter and Facebook or sign up for our Geek Therapy Gaming mailing list to get the latest updates on our gaming podcasts like Headshots, Rolling for Change, and more shows coming soon, as well as our live streams and fundraisers. You can learn more about GT Gaming at geektherapygaming.com. We're back. Let's do Media Matters now. Media Matters. All right. So let's see. Let's see. Brandon, what you got? I went to Detective Pikachu last night, which I enjoyed, but that's not my Media Matters. Oh, good. I haven't seen it yet. Good. <laughs> my Media Matters was actually a trailer I saw before it, which was for the Addams Family movie. And I don't know, it's a new yeah. animated one, which yeah. um, looks kind of fun. But what was really neat about it for me was at the beginning, they're just like, oh, this is a normal family. And it kind of shows like a stick figure outline of like a very kind of traditional heteronormative kind of family. And then it cycles through is like this too, this too, this too, and cycles through and shows like every different sort of configuration of different family combinations that you could possibly imagine. Um, and I thought that was really cool. It was just a really neat way to start the family. And then they jump into like, but not this one. And it's the Adam's <laughs> family, blah, blah, blah. And so, which was kind of clever, but I, it's just like, it was kind of similar to my example last week. It's just little things like that, that I think are really cool. And, and it shows how that representation can be so nicely just baked into the things that we do in a way that's meaningful and I think just really cool. So I thought that was I, – I wasn't expecting it when I was like – I'm watching a, like an animated Adams Family movie trailer. I, would, I wasn't expecting that nice warm, fuzzy <laughs> feeling I got in the first few seconds. Yay! I'm so glad that there's a new one because I think that the Adams Family has always been um, relatable in the sense that like people see it as – their family like they're so mm-hmm. weird you know mm-hmm. adam's family is dope as hell and it definitely is. culturally important <laughs> yeah. now you sound just like spooky <laughs> well i guess it works i guess it works that was yeah. a ghost yeah i can picture yeah. you as, as gomez <laughs> adam's family come on <laughs> a fancy ghost right mm. that's goals i want to be gomez but I love it. I, I love that, you know, people, you know, a new generation will be able to to think about that and be like, oh, you know, like, I think I think Wednesday is mm-hmm. like super relatable. Mm-hmm. I think I, I found her relatable. Oh, yeah. But just like, again, the idea that sometimes you think your family is so weird and if it's, you see them like the Adams family kind of. Uh, but I agree. Anna's family. Dope. I like it. Mm-hmm. Lauren, what you got? My media matters this week is um, sort of topical to current events on abortion. Uh, Yeah, that's right. I'm going there. Um, My media matters is in season two of Crazy Ex-Girlfriends. The main character, Rebecca, her best friend, Paula, um, is a 
paralegal with two teenage sons, and um, she is applying to <laughs> law school. <laughs> like lawyer school, lawyer that's school. Not right. mm-hmm. law school, uh, lawyer to become <laughs> to become a lawyer, and uh, there is this just sort of side plot in an episode where she discovers she's pregnant and that it's one hundred percent going to interfere with her goals of becoming a lawyer and um, impact the health of her her family and um, the lives of her two teenage sons, and decides to have an abortion, and the episode just makes it totally normalized and the showrunners were were you know very careful about treating it with respect even though it's a comedy show so they do make jokes but um i just think it's really important to have media examples where um abortion isn't treated as the uh you know the quote unquote very special episode mm-hmm. um where it's treated as this big thing and it's usually talking about teen girls um, and everything. But, you know, the truth is lots of women get abortions. Lots of women who are currently married and already have children are getting abortions. And having these kinds of stories be normalized in media is really important. Making it not so scary and stigmatized is really important. And having, you know, characters that are already established that you care about, that you can relate to in that way, where um, having somebody like Paula deal with that situation uh, maybe wouldn't show up in any other TV show, but it did in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and it's great. That show just delivers on so many fronts for me. <laughs> it sure Forget does. all That's- of that right now so that I can just watch that episode, because we're, we're currently watching it. <laughs> but yeah, Yay! I can't wait to get to that episode and, and see what you just said, and I will have forgotten by the end of this sentence. La 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it so familiar? <laughs> That show does so many things that really do matter, I think. And and yeah, that's that's uncharted territory even for them. That's so good. That's so good. And the songs are such earworms that later you are just humming them and you're like, wait, mm-hmm. I'm not even mm-hmm. getting ready. Why am I humming the sexy getting ready song? <laughs> the songs are good. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Laura, what you got? What do I got? Um, I texted you recently, Josue, because I was that excited about a... Uh, a thing I saw. Um, we're catching up on Supergirl, so it's not the most recent episode, but a few episodes ago. Um, James Olsen's sister is a trauma psychologist, um, and she says that he needs therapy after he's been shot. So um, she convinces him to go see a therapist who does uh, bilateral stimulation with him, which is a kind of therapy I'm not super familiar with, but I have seen it done in my classes um, where you kind of tap on either side of the body. There's different ways to do it, um, and it's supposed to help ground yourself when you're being flooded with uh, traumatic, intrusive thoughts. Um, And I thought it was really cool to see that on a TV show. Like... I have not seen that before. And it's on a su- on a superhero show rather than one of my like medical procedurals that I watch. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and that was really important. I've got a couple more. Uh, I After doing my comic shop hop for uh, Free Comic Week Day, I've been reading a lot of comics. <laughs> um, there's a couple of graphic novels that I've read recently that are amazing. One is called Laura Dean Keeps Breaking Up With Me. Um, it is about 
uh, Slytherin and no, no, okay. no, it's not about Slytherin. Although Laura Dean could totally be a Slytherin. <laughs> um, it talks about relationships and what this this girl is in high school. Her girlfriend keeps breaking up with her and keeps making out with other girls. Um, and it's what is it like to be in a relationship like that and decide for yourself what is what you're comfortable with, what you're what is enough for you. There's a lot of talk in the in the book about what is and what isn't polyamory and what like what the rules should be for you and what you're comfortable with what the other person's comfortable with if it's one-sided it's not necessarily a good thing if you're not okay with it you got to have your boundaries and it's all about young love and the frustrations of being broken up with over and over again not exactly my high school um relationships but definitely something i have experienced with these toxic relationships and girls that care but don't really care um it was a really good book i loved it i read it in one night it was very very good big book too and the second book that i read was bloom um it's about two young men in love i think they're like around the age of 20 uh, and throughout the whole book, it's really refreshing. There is no mention of the word gay in the book, um, because it doesn't have to be said. There's no like, hey, he's the gay guy. He's the gay friend. It's very much, that's just how it is. And it is all about their romance and choices about what to do with your life, whether you want to stay at home and help your family or go out and move to the big city with your friends and what do you do when you meet somebody and how does that change what you're going to do? Oh, it's so good. And I read that one in a night too. They're so good. Both books are wonderful and beautifully illustrated. I look forward to the next two years of you telling us about what you read on your free comic book day haul. Oh, I'll be done with, I'll be done with what I bought in another like month or two. All right. What I've got, I've got a few also. I wanted to mention Game of Thrones and the last episode and just how much, just in general, just how many people I feel projected their hopes onto different characters. And it's been amazing to hear the discussion. Like a lot of people are talking about the bad writing and things like that. But I mean, if you, if you listen long enough, I feel that a lot of people are just really disappointed because they saw themselves or they saw certain attributes that they really wanted in certain characters and, and it didn't turn out that way. And that's a conversation starter right there. That is such uh, a good conversation starter for so many different topics. And, you know, I think it's it's a good one to to take advantage of now. I'm really disappointed because my Game of Thrones psychology book chapter is wrong now. And I, <laughs> I need to rewrite it. <laughs> like wrong, wrong. <laughs> Game of Thrones yeah, made a liar yeah. out of you. <laughs> the sad thing is I, um, through several edits, I, I got pushed into putting Arya in, in the chapter and that got screwed up too. It's also wrong. <laughs> it's also wrong. It was right up until, you know, like a season ago. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and a completely different uh, aspect of this is that my, my mom and I were talking, uh, we talked about the episode and then... Uh, I think it was Tuesday. She called me. She says, so have you seen people online, what they're saying? I completely disagree with all those complaints. And like we connected (laughs) on the fact that we agreed, 
right? And it was <laughs> it was such a cool thing. Like I'm I'm glad that we didn't disagree. Like uh, you know, I don't think it would have been a fight, but it just felt like really good. She was like, I don't know about all those people. Like I, <laughs> you and me, like we've we've got. Not only did we see it, but we also have a, a like our opinions are the same. And that was that, that was a cool uh, moment of uh, connection. And then uh, my my last one is the TV show Arthur on PBS mm-hmm. on the season premiere on its 22nd season premiere there was a wedding Mr. Ratburn married the man of his dreams so it featured a, a same sex wedding it's it's funny we've talked about like how Steven Universe took years to get to that point Arthur took 22 years <laughs> to get to that point um, but it's so cool it's so I think this is something that it matters so much because it's in a show. And I don't, I don't know if this conversation was something that was talked about before. I feel like Arthur even skews younger than Steven universe. Yeah. Yeah. And that's important for kids to be able to see that. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. And much like some of the examples we've given today, it's so important. Like it's not in a special episode of Arthur. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not a big deal. And they mm-hmm. didn't have rainbow tuxedos and all these other things. Right. It was like, oh, no, Mr. Ratburn and the love of his life. They're going to get married. Just like you would if it were a, a heterosexual marriage. Yeah. Just do it. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So good. Whew. What a week. All right. We're almost done. So uh, before we go, hype train. Hype train. Toot, toot. Hype. We're going to be gone next week. So for the next two weeks, what are you looking forward to? Uh, Lauren. Um, This is a hard, this one's hard for me this week. Uh, I guess I'm hyped for the Game of Thrones finale, but I don't know if it's like happy hype or scared, anxious hype or it's so sadness. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of feelings I have. They're very complicated, but definitely Sunday, 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 Sunday. It's coming. <laughs> I agree, Lauren. I'm going to be drinking in my uh, wine glass that says I drink and I know things. Um, (laughs) And hopefully I don't cry into it after. Is that your... uh, No, that's not my hype train. Oh, okay, okay. But Lauren, are you going to do... Are are you hyped to anything to recover from from Sunday? (laughs) From the finale? Uh, I don't know. Uh, the reason I can't record next week is because I'm going to be down in L.A. for a school thing at Digital Hollywood, um, which is kind of cool. I'm not super excited about it, but um, I don't know. Maybe get it. That's not hype. It's, that, it's, we're it's not, not on the, it's not hype. It's, it's not, okay it's, train. It's not, we're on the hype that's train. That's what I'm saying is I, I don't know. The mad train. <laughs> How about this? I don't yeah. have a lot of hype. So if our if our listeners could uh, either on the forums or on the Discord send me some of your own hype, that would be great because my, my hype tank is a, a little empty and I could definitely use some more hype. You got more Killing Eve episodes, right? That's yeah. true. Oh, and right there, there it's back again. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> um, and Woo-woo. Black Mirror is coming back in a few weeks. Oh, Black Mirror in a few weeks. <gasps> it's in June. Yeah, Oof, can't wait. Mm-hmm. All right, Laura, what's your what's your hype train? My hype train is uh, in the next couple. I think it, not this coming weekend, but the next weekend, I'm going to my first board game convention. Woo! Woo! Whoa. Those are I, those are those are not like other conventions. Yeah. No, they're not. I've been to like a lot of other conventions. I've done mostly comic conventions. Um, I've been to a gaming convention that 
you know, it was kind of video games and board games. I've never been to just a board game convention. So I am really excited to get to go and play a bunch of games and hang out with people all all night. Except I have to drive home because I'm not paying for a hotel for a place that's less than an hour away from me. (laughs) Uh, But uh, yeah, I am. I'm excited. What? What, what do you think uh, the over-under is on you spending more money at the game convention than you did on Comic Book Day? <laughs> on free Comic Book Day. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how much I spent on free Comic Book Day. Don't look. You don't, so, don't want to know the truth. <laughs> I, 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 I don't want to know, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> that I could get there with fewer board games than I did comics, so <laughs> probably going to spend more. <laughs> That's the, I'm that's excited the way those work. to go see you and see all the new games that you'll have. <laughs> oh, and I'm getting Kickstarter games are coming in soon for me. So we're going to have a whole bunch of new games oh. next time you come over for a Hell game yeah. Night. Hype. <laughs> Hype. <laughs> awesome. Josue, Brandon, you're invited. You're just a little further away. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's do it, Brandon. Road trip. Uh, long distance hype. <laughs> long distance. <laughs> 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 all right, Brandon, what you got? Uh, I am going to see John Wick 3 on Tuesday of next week, so that should be pretty cool. I'm a fan of that series, a lot of action and interesting scenes, so I'm pretty pumped for that. Oh, man. Is that is that it? Brandon's got a very like Minnesotan hype right there. Yeah. I'm pretty excited for that. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'll be fun. <laughs> John Wick. Brandon, you're I'm the hyped. greatest. <laughs> I'm hyped, guys. I am. I believe you, Brandon. I believe you. I'm sorry. Good. Uh, so me, uh, I'm going to try to see Detective Pikachu uh, in the next few days. I'm also super hyped for John Wick. My girlfriend wants to see it, and she doesn't usually want to go to the movies to see a movie. The, her, her love for Keanu Reeves trumps uh, her, her desire to go to the movie, so we're going. Uh, I'm super <laughs> hyped for the Game of Thrones uh, finale. <sighs> so, so hyped. And this is a weird one, but... Uh, I'm going to be in, in Tennessee next week, and I'm going to Dollywood on Thursday. Oh, nice. I've never what? been there. I've never been there, but I, it's been years since I go to a uh, amusement park uh, with like rides and roller coasters and stuff, so I'm, I'm pretty excited. I'm like super hyped for Dollywood. I never thought I'd be hyped for Dollywood, but uh, here we are. <laughs> here we are. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hype! Hype train! Hype. <laughs> so like I said before, we will not be uh, around for next week, but we do have a surprise. We're going to be um, posting on this feed the first episode of our Disney podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can find out what it's called. Uh, then hopefully that'll hold you over for a week, and then we'll be back the week after that, and we'll be in full-blown GT8th anniversary celebration mode. Woo! Because that'll mm-hmm. be 180, 197. Then 198, 199, 200. Oh, man, so many good things in June. Oh, good times. Good times. All right, so that is it for this episode of GT Radio. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, remember to check out our different community spaces. We've got the Geek Therapy Community Group on Facebook. We've got our Discord. And, of course, the GT Forum, which is now the home of the GT Library, which Lara is very hard at work on. Mm-hmm. I'm super excited about it. Poof, so many entries, so many entries. And uh, definitely uh, reach out to us on Twitter. That's at Geek Therapy. I'm at Josue Cardona. Lara is at Geek Therapist. Lauren is at Chicken Dinosaur. And Brandon is at Brandon underscore Saxton. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to geek out and do good. And we'll be back in two weeks. 
It's a nice day for a gay wedding. (laughs) You've just listened to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. For more about the network, visit network.geektherapy.com. And for additional content, including the GT Book Club and discounts on our merch store, consider joining Geek Therapy on Patreon for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com slash geektherapy. 